0: the spreadsheet is updated.
1: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. My
0: analyses are
1: finished. It's at this point where, if Tom was here, he'd be adding, analytic wunderkind. But, unfortunately, I don't have the soundboard with me. I can just say it. Do it, yeah.
0: Analytic wunderkind.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to Stiff Up A Lip Podcast, the NFL podcast by Brit. We are in partnership with Gridiron Extra, and we are returning for our third season. So yeah, on we begin with me, Ed. Me, Emma. I'm Sam. I'm Max Saito. And I'm Tom. Hello, 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 listeners. That was that was such an interesting introduction. Hi everyone! Um, welcome to the Stiff Up A Lip Podcast. Uh, it's the end of week six. Tom normally does these, so I'm a bit rusty. It's the end of week six, and there are plenty of games in the bag to discuss. Uh, to be frank with you, some of these games were a shit show, so we're not going to hold your hand through them. Um, yeah. It's the end of week six, and Ed's already thrown in the towel on the season. <laughs> i <I'm> not throw- <laughs> Look. <laughs> Hello, listeners. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. <laughs> this is the experience of a Vikings fan, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one,
0: I don't, know, I don't know why you're so
1: down. I've had one every, season worth of six games. <laughs> and already... Every
0: every week I sit down and I've no idea what I'm going to get from the Minnesota Vikings. And that, for me, is true enjoyment.
1: The problem is, what we haven't always had is, like, hardcore viewing. It's, it's, <laughs> some of the times <laughs> it's been pretty dour. <laughs> so we... Uh cover some of these dour dogs then. Yeah, yeah. Um, Should we start with Chiefs at Washington? Let's
0: let's float some of these turds downstream.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Chiefs-Washington was notable only because Patrick Mahomes and his receivers continued to turn the ball over, but against a bad team like Washington, you know, Washington couldn't capitalise. Yeah,
0: This Washington defence is...
1: uh,
0: I don't know what I thought going into it. Going into the season, even you know, I at least <laughs> thought that you know, Chase Young and Montez Sweat would.
1: I think we all... Productive and <laughs> we'd all collectively thought that pass rush equals defense, hadn't we? And then just like Couldn't forgotten. They? Yeah, everything else. So they don't even have. They don't even have pass rush. It's true.
0: if Has everyone just figured out like those two guys, and they don't really have
1: many other people? I just don't think they're playing to the same level. No. Like, but also, you're you're quite right on the back end, they are lacking. Um, And with, I don't know, Heineke's in there, but I think Kyle Allen is the third string guy, and obviously he was, he played, he's quite, he's played quite a bit in some bizarre spots for coach Ron Rivera, so I, I wouldn't rule out the idea of us seeing Kyle Allen, at which point I would want the Washington, I mean, the I already wonder the Washington Football Team cast into the sun, but I might just like never. I might just stop acknowledging them if Carl Allen's in there because they can't. I mean, I I can't think of anything that they do well, like, yeah. or above above average. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's all I have to mm. say about that game. Yeah, the Chiefs finally got back to five hundred, and now they get to face King Henry next week. So. We'll see. <laughs> their run defense is not where it should. Be. I mean, their defense generally is not where it should be. Have you mm. just have we have you guys seen the um, compilation of Tyron Matthew being angry with his colleagues? <laughs> yeah, it was really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I mean I think they might be looking for some help on the defensive line, but we'll see if that comes. At the moment, it's, it's like yeah, it's awful. But I still have total faith in the Chiefs' offense to get back to where they were. Of course, yeah, they like, just have to iron out the turnovers. Mahomes is still. On plays where they don't end in a pick, they usually end in a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. There's uh, do you know they're averaging I think they're averaging you like could say the same the about James points Winston. Points. Winston. Yeah. They're gonna be they're gonna be a threat no matter what, assuming they make the playoffs at this point. But yeah, I'm I'm assuming. I'm done with this game. Let's forget about it. Horrible yeah. to watch. Horrible to think about. <laughs> Moving on for another game that was horrible to watch for Sam for a different reason. Uh Rams Giants. What was the score on that one, Sam?
0: Uh, I believe it was thirty-eight-three. No. was it? I don't think they dropped a forty burger on us.
1: They scored a no. touchdown,
0: right? The... Oh yeah, thirty-eight yeah,
1: eleven. Yeah, oh yeah, Mike Glennon got it. Yeah, because then they went for oh, two my. points. <laughs> they went for two. How could we my. forget? Yeah. Um... Of who? Who? Right, quick question: Who scored the touchdown for the Giants? Uh Eli Penny. Is that his name? Penny the fullback Elijah Penny. Elijah Penny. Yeah.
0: The <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to look at the <laughs> I was trying to look at the scores for the Giants on the app that I used, And it just goes <laughs> it just said no scores available.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's trying to it's trying to shield you from cognitive damage. Yeah. But yeah. like the I mean, we can't even take too much away from the Giants on this side because it was, it was just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, wasn't it, with the injuries that they had on the offense. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was a little bit concerned. like The fact that Daniel Jones was in there and just like getting flawed and he turned the ball over a bunch and you're afraid that that's going to lead him falling back into some bad habits. But Joe Judge doesn't strike me as the kind of coach who would pull his quarterback like, no matter what, almost, unless they were winning big.
0: Because yeah, he's a yeah.
1: proper football man, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would. I would. I would go along with that, and I was. I was worried watching Daniel Jones. I was worried whether he was taken out of concussion protocol too early because he just didn't look with it. But maybe that's the effect of Aaron Donald more than it's the effect of. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Co- I mean. Yeah, the the Giants need to maybe just put their team on ice for next year and, and see how they go, but. On the Rams side, I think um, um, Cooper Cup might be one of the two or three best receivers in the league this year. He's been ridiculous. And since coming back from injury, Daryl Henderson's really... I mean, you know Sean McVay traditionally rides the hot hand at running back, but Daryl Henderson's sort of been installed with Sonny Michel when he's playing a bit part role. So they're finding some consistency in the run game and and that's really helping because there were a, a couple of weeks ago some questions over Matt Stafford's consistency... Maybe of the Rams and and what was happening there, but if they can get Daryl Henderson picking up eighty eighty five yards a game on average, then yeah, I think I think they'll be very happy with that. Um, but yeah, I mean
0: injuries as well. I, I I don't know who's buried like some kind of totem underneath
1: at life. I'll give you but, one guess: who's buried a totem under life.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, like Saquon Barkley was out, Kenny Golladay was out, Clayton's still out. Like, there is still out, like, out This water. game, Andrew Thomas
1: went out. And... Blake Martinez is out for the year. Nick Gates is out for the year, maybe the career. Yeah,
0: the the I can't remember who the guy was that they brought in on left tackle um but it was bad to watch it may as well have been a a kind of plastic
1: sheet or those beads that you walk through oh, yeah. <laughs> I look forward to um I look forward to watching the Giants 83 times in prime time this season <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. the sway of the Mara family man the the Giants have fans all over you're gonna get primetime Gi- Giants games whether they deserve them or not Right now they do not. I'm sorry, Sam.
0: It's it's just almost cruel. Like, when was it's... the
1: last time that? When was the last time you saw like an NFC East? I know uh, this is the last point for me. When was the last time you saw an NFC East matchup in primetime? You thought, oh, well, that's actually going to be quite a good game to watch. 2016. <laughs> um. 2014. <laughs> two teams in the NFC East. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe pass. the Eagles, when they won the Super Bowl, playing with someone decent that year, maybe I don't know. Yeah,
0: I had, um, it's it's been a it's been a hot minute,
1: hasn't it? Just,
0: I've when when was the last time like more than one team, like two teams at least in the NFC East, were concurrently good?
1: At I, I, and to my knowledge, the Cowboys weren't awful the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but that's. The Giants and the um, the WFT were very much languishing then, so.
0: Let's talk about another game.
1: Um, I'll tell you what, Jonathan Taylor ran roughshod over the, uh, over the Texans. 145 yards on 14 carries. <laughs> 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 that, that I want to find, find the scout report that knocked Jonathan Taylor's top-end speed, because the the guy's explosive. Yeah. He, and uh, it was uh return to normal service for the Texans in this game, wasn't it? Like Davis Mills didn't throw a touchdown, threw two picks, but he didn't look awful. Like he he had a bad game, but he didn't look unsalvageable. There's just um, no. Brandon, talent Cooks, around. Brandon Cooks is low key one of the better receivers of his generation, but he's just he's been either on a bad team, well, actually no, he's been on a lot of good teams, but he's been hurt, and they've not won the Super Bowl. So I would say that Brandon Cooks, <laughs> his contract is more of an albatross around the neck of the Texans than his play could ever be a boon. Well, it doesn't really matter because they're going to be they're going to be tearing it all down. Like they they had to get someone in to play wide receiver nah, true. this year. Why not? True, and they are. Um... They're they're just bereft of talent. What was the score what remind me the score of this one? Thirty one to three. Thirty one to three. Um was I, the, I like the, you know what, at two and four the Colts aren't yet done. Because I think the last couple of weeks we've seen them take some steps forward, like defensively especially, but also they're starting to find a bit of offensive identity and Jonathan Taylor's picking up explosive plays, which he wasn't doing in the first few weeks of the season, so yeah there there's certainly that I think that ever since ever since Tom traded me to him in fantasy at the start of week four, he's um, doubled or tripled his output, so that's nice well, there you go, and Paris Campbell got hurt in this game as well, so yeah but that's that's a, that's a standard Colts move if you don't have one wide receiver on the i r as the Colts exactly. Bengals Lions, should we hit that? Yep. Um, The only point to me worth talking about from this game was uh, Dan Campbell after the game talking about Jared Goff and saying um, he could he's not doing enough for our team. You know, he. I, I've... He gave an interview, and then after the interview, he, he was like, he was talking about Jared Goff, and he stopped in the middle of a sentence. He was saying they, they couldn't really analyze him yet, based on, because they need the whole team to perform. And he was talking, and he sort of stopped, and he sort of looked down for about, te- it felt like 10, 15 seconds, and then he was like, I don't think Jerry Goff's doing everything he can do to help us right now. So. Wow. Well, I mean, I suppose I appreciate his honesty. Yeah, it is refreshing. Certainly refreshing to see. I, I think I, I think I like Dan Campbell. He's kind of tells it how it is in a way, but he he's likable. He is like uh, he is like um, I, I don't know. He he feels like he won a contest, but in the same tone, I really quite like him. Yeah, I think his players will play for him, but what what players? at this point <laughs> yeah i think it's fair i mean the lions have scored under 20 points again um really really struggled to put. i mean all of their points came in the fourth quarter in garbage time so there's no real um no real silver lining for the lions but these bengal's are tasty you know i quite like them i think that they could be uh, maybe they won't make a deep playoff run, but they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season, and there's something to that in an NFC North that's as talent-rich as it is. Yeah, and they did what AFC a North, good team, not a great team, but they did what a good team should do in this game, and they, they beat up on the lines. which... <laughs> sorry, that's not a Vikings dig, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no. it is kind of like, for like a team who are aspiring to be in the first. And that, to me, is like probably the it might even be the surprise of the season that the Bengals are, are good because I did not have them. I did not have them held in highest esteem because they just hadn't seen anything from from this era of the Bengals. But you know, yeah, good for them. And they're, they're fun to watch as well. They've got a lot of juice. Yeah, they're fun to watch on offense and defense because their their secondary really flies around. But um, what I would say is Jared Goff without the tutelage and the backing of Sean McVay is 0 13 as a starter. Oh dear. Yeah, he's a coach. He's a guy who'll get a coach fired at this point in his career, Um, and he hasn't looked. Maybe a GM fired. That's if they have to bring in. He's only he's only had one game this year that I can remember in week one where he looked pretty well, sort of good. But I wonder. I don't know. I always hate questioning guys' characters or whatever because you have to be pretty good to get to the league, but. yeah, to go to go to go zero six. I do wonder whether Jared is just going to lose like interest to start. I don't know, just cashing those checks and just doing the bare minimum in practice, and that sort of thing. Well, I mean, if we can, if we can read between the lines of Dan Campbell, I mean, it might be the case to say that's going on already. I mean, from the start. From the very start, I don't necessarily know that Jared Goff and and Dan Campbell are chemistry fit. (laughs) You mean to say... (laughs) I don't think Jared Goff's a kneecap biter. You mean to say that one person who's just a personality that walks around and another person who is literally bereft of anything, you mean to say they're not... Yeah, I don't think the Banana Republic model and the... uh... (laughs) The lumberjack are going to get on very well here. <laughs> Sam, would you like to talk us through uh, Chargers Ravens?
0: Ravens Chargers.
1: Although the Chargers scored that touchdown quite early on, didn't it feel to you? Didn't it feel over very quickly? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That's got, I, that's got I, everything I'm... to do with the fact that it's the Chargers, though, right? Yeah. You can't. You can get these. Get. Ga- I think when teams travel across the country. And they play these three o'clock games or whatever, and one team's like, you know, like a a high power offense and not a great defense. I th- I think these types of games can happen because they happen to the Packers every year, so I know that much is is true. So I think yeah. I don't think there's much reason for the Chargers to panic, but it's not. A, it wasn't a good thing for them to to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pr- the of course, six is. points. When you're getting beaten up by the 2016 Pro Bowl running backs, that's that's yeah. the fear that you have. I, like, think, yeah. I think they might have thought they've been teleported back in time on the plane. Like that's that one Stephen King novel. So, yeah. um, <laughs> obviously, I mean, that would be hugely perturbing. I I didn't expect Devonte Freeman to have a single carry for the rest of his career. So I've been sort of. Roundhouse. And Lavion Bill's wearing number seventeen for them. <laughs> what is up with that? That is so weird. But it I was just... Yeah. I don't know. I
0: mean, yeah, like the it doesn't really change how I feel about the charges, but I I didn't I really didn't think that the Ravens kind of defense had it in them. Like the the rushing
1: yards they kept the Chargers to twenty six yards. Yeah, Austin Eckler had seven yards on six carries, and then they just gave up. Basically, yeah. I mean, not
0: obviously, like you know, they've a good like run the Chargers, but even Justin Herbert to like sub two hundred yards is is not an easy thing to do. I mean, Lamar Jackson was also sub, like, 200. He got, like, yeah. 160
1: yards of passing. And he had two two picks and one touch. It's so, it was such a weird game, this, right? The Ravens scored 34 points, and they had 327 total yards of offense. Um, or Lamar Jackson threw for 100 and... Oh, no, sorry, yeah. So, so they had 327 total yards, and the Chargers had 200 and eight total yards. So, it's just an odd game, and yet somehow the Ravens scored 34 points, and the Chargers only scored six, so, I don't know. Here's an interesting box score for you. The Baltimore rushing attack, Devonta Freeman nine carries, Lamar Jackson eight carries, Latavius Murray nine carries, and Le'Veon Bell eight carries, and an additional one for Devin DuVernay and three for Tyler Huntley. That's (laughs) Weird. (laughs) <laughs> that is so weird. It is... It's... It's... Was... It wasn't exciting, either. That's the point that I want to make. Was, there... There was... The two, the, these two teams can be so explosive, and yet this game was totally devoid of any explosive plays. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? So weird. Such a, an odd game. Uh, to me, the Ravens now, like they've played some tough games and they've come out of them 5-1 and and they've beaten some good teams. They've come back down big against some good teams and I think, I think they're going to be a real team to watch out for in the Mm -hmm. AFC now because their defence is getting better. Their run game is getting better. Lamar is I mean, if they can do
0: it with these running backs,
1: Exactly. Lamar isn't having to go nuts in order to win these games if they're going to play like this. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the postseason is still going to be the bugbear up until the point when it isn't for the Ravens. But I mean, they're beating great teams that they're probably going to see in the postseason. So we've we've been discussing as as a podcast. And I'm not sure if it made it to to listening or not on Friday's episode about how anecdotally teams aren't blitzing, but the Ravens seem to buck that trend and blitz on almost every down, every snap. The Ravens' defense does. I think they can hold up on the back end. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the quality of the secondary means they can blitz. But also, they need... They kind of need to, because they don't have much of an innate pass rush with the players they've got out there. No. Like, I would say their strength is probably in the back end, I mean... Yeah. Oh, it looks a real talent, though, to be fair. Certainly does. Right, then, shall we move on to Packers Bears? Yeah, right. okay. I mean, do you want me to lead on this one, or do you want to lead on this one? Because this is basically exactly the game that I thought we were going to get. Well, what I'll do is I'll. <laughs> I, was t- I was telling Sam about this beforehand. So the the final score was 24 14 to Green Bay. Um, uh-huh. My darling fiance has prepared me a list of all the referees. You've got decisions. a prepared statement? Yeah, I did. I <laughs> <laughs> I have a um... sorry. We're getting the we're getting the Rafa Benitez facts press conference here, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the kind of thing that happens when you go up against <laughs> yes. Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson, who in this case is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh dear, she yeah. Well, I won't go through them in detail, but um, I think I think it was pretty much clear when you. I the the refs played a huge part in this game. Like... I mean I agree, they threw a totally phantom offensive pass interference flag on a touchdown to Ekanois St. Brown. Don't yeah. Adrian Adrian Amos came down with an interception in the end zone that got chalked over, you know. I agree. <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's some stuff in here that I agree with, and some stuff that I disagree with. But I think the main two, the main two is the neutral zone infraction that should have been called that resulted in the uh, that it resulted in Justin Fields thinking he had a three play a free play and throwing a deep pick to no one because there was clearly movement on the O line. He clearly crossed the clearly crossed the line of scrimmage. Uh, and what there was another one as well. Oh yeah, there was Was a timeout. Yeah, (laughs) Justin Fields is motioning to the refs like timeout with eight seconds and then they take it all the way down and then call delay of game on him, which is, I mean, cruel, but frankly hilarious. (laughs) Although, Although I do agree that those were not very good calls on the referees part, I'm thinking like you can give the ball to Justin Fields with eight seconds left. You can give the ball to Justin Fields on third down again and like, at this point, I don't know if that's... Like, well, you know, they, they had two productive really drives in this that. game. I, I, I have long said it, and I'll say it again, that the Bears' best player is Pat O'Donnell. <laughs> 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 um, no, no, no. <laughs> Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack had a good games this year, and, and I've been on Khalil Mack for the last couple of years because I don't think he's lived up to the hype on this Bears team in terms of output. Although obviously you know he brings the fact that he's going to get double teamed every play, but you know Aaron Donald gets double teamed every play and he still produces at that level. So yeah, he's certainly been looking a bit better this year. Robert Quinn's having a great year. Um, they had some good. Res- they had some good uh, coverage on the back end as well. And and the other thing I would say is like yeah okay maybe that Justin Fields pick shouldn't have counted. It should have been a free play whatever. The 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 throw that Amos was ruled not to have possession of in the end zone—that they were like he didn't quite—he like adjusted his hands on it, and they were like he didn't quite have control before he got his feet in bounds. That was that was even more so to nobody, and it wasn't even on a free play. I don't know what he was seeing back there. I think he, genuinely, I think on that one he was because it wasn't his arm tapped a little bit. I think he was trying to heave it out of the back of the end zone and just didn't put anywhere near enough mustard on it. It's possible. I don't know, I, I was a little con- con- I've been a little concerned about Justin Fields actually the last couple of weeks because he's, he's not really shown much, well I mean look, he has shown progression since the first start where they had like one yard but um, he only completes like a couple of contested balls a game like a lot, of, almost all of the completions in this game were to wide open receivers which yeah okay you should be able to hit but when you think, you know, contrast that too. And it's not fair to contrast it to this, because Justin Herbert last year was just from another planet. But he came in and he was immediately throwing deep balls to guys in stride who were covered up. And you just don't normally see that kind of thing from a rookie. But No, I think, yeah. I think it's unfair. I, I, like, four, four games into his career, I think it's unfair to say he's not throwing as many contested catches as he should, because, I mean, look, I, I Drew have lock, seen, but like... I have seen more contested completions from... Um, like Mac Jones even this year and from Trevor Lawrence this year so we'll see i don't think i really don't think that the coaching staff they have at the moment there is the answer um and on the Packers end yeah the bears defense did a really good job of stopping them but they they just did enough like they scored 24 points and that's normally enough to beat the bears so yeah they, they did the minimum on the road against already a tough offense and there wasn't any anything spectacular I think this is the kind of game that they might have got a bit more bogged down in in previous years when they didn't quite have the run game that they have now because I think as the weather starts to turn up there <laughs> in the NFC north games especially I think this man AJ Dylan's going to be a, a bit of a problem because you're on he's hard to solo tackle um he, he doesn't have Next year, that like Aaron Jones does, but or like another big back, like that's what makes Derek Henry so lethal. Obviously, his combination of power and speed, but he is just a bit of a wrecking ball. Like, there were multiple, he's multiple. multiple physical tackles in this game, and he, they, I felt yeah, they both ran well. He looks like, um, who's the Mr. Man who's like a red square with a hat on? That's basically what AJ Dillon looks like when he's running the ball, Mr. Rush. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah, I always like. I always like watching like a like a sh- like a short squat running back just power through. That's a really entertaining thing. It reminds me, of one of my favourite running backs to watch was like late career C.J. Anderson when he was just like a bowling ball, and um, <laughs> he looked like a Yorkshire Mike, pudding that had been squeezed into an NFL. <laughs> Mike, um, oh, who was it on the Panthers in their Super Bowl run, Mike? Oh, I know the exactly the guy. Oh. Number 20, 22 or twenty four. Mike, it wasn't Mike Davis. That's the, but yeah, like. They just look like someone fired a donut hole out of a cannon. It's really fun to watch, and when you contrast that with Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones' ability to um, hit, like, just like he—he's got a great sense of balance, great sense um, of balance, great vision. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that his actual, like, he's shifty, but he's not. Exp- he's not Yeah, he's just his vision is what really sets him he, apart. He, he can get page. away from people, but not often. Uh, it was Mike Tolbert. I'm thinking of Mike Tolbert. Mike Tolbert, questioning Mike Tolbert. Um, I wasn't thinking of Cameron Artis-Payne or anyone like that. Uh, <laughs> no one ever is. No. Do you know what? At one point in my my second ever fantasy season, I was in like a 20 person league because I didn't know not to be in a 20 person league, and it got so bad that I had Cameron Artis-Payne as a starter. <laughs> <laughs> it was honestly awful. But um... oh, he's playing yeah. for the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. Ah, CFL's finest—the <laughs> <laughs> future destination of Jared Goff. Um, yeah, he'll be. They'll be. I, I, would, I was going to say they'll be reunited. yards
0: against the red, the red blacks. Uh, uh, eight days but, ago
1: against the hated red blacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Honestly, this was a just like go in and get the job done game in a rivalry game for the Packers. Five, five on the trot now. They have got injuries mounting up. But hopefully, when they're getting to playoff time, they're going to get some of those guys back, like David back Jerry's back in practice today, so with a bit of luck, they'll receive some reinforcements and I don't think that they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they'll be they'll be in the mix as they all normally are mm-hmm. and with that, we shall move on to the uh, Minnesota Vikings thrilling victory against the Carolina Panthers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, I was
0: glued, glued to my screen for that, fourteen like, hours, couple minutes. <laughs> I missed, I missed the rest of it, which sounded awful. But what odd, oh, like ninety, what ninety-two yard,
1: ninety-six yard, um,
0: yeah, some Donald drive. <laughs> my God.
1: I mean, the the Vikings defense had shot Sam Donald and his wide receivers down all day, like by playing kind of hard and aggressive, and then they decided to go really soft coverage, and he just like diced them up. But anyway. anyway. It didn't help that um, the Panthers receivers were like, Drawing they were doing like. The, moved, yeah. They were playing Edward 40 hands in the middle of the game. <laughs> it's like that. Two big like, 40 ounces of malt on each hand. I was yeah, gonna say, yeah. I was gonna say that Robbie Anderson's was the worst drop, and then Jamal Adams entered the chat. But DJ what... Moore on top of all forms as well. Yeah. the The three big takeaways for me with this at the Vikings is, I've have found three things that they need to solve to be a good team. Like number, <laughs> one... number one, offense. <laughs> number two, defense. Uh, number three, special teams. Number three is in fact special teams. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Number one is discipline. One is
0: you aren't attacking defense.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, we're so fucking undisciplined. If you watch a Vikings game, it's one of the reasons they're so boring to watch. Just because every other down is a penalty, every other it snap make is a penalty. because Mike Zimmer teams are normally known for being well drilled. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I, I don't. The the O line gets a hold on. I think it's one in every twelve plays. So, if you, if you consider that a drive is anywhere between, like, three and 13 plays, and that's at, you're averaging about one every two drives, which is just... And holds are normally drive killers as yeah, well. Yeah, they, they are... Genuinely, drives are ending in holds and long fields so often. And then the other one, for me, outside special teams, which have been a bit of a joke, is um, play calling. Like... It feels like it feels like every game we find something that works, and we go, "Oh well, they'll know that this thing works." So we'll do something else, and we do something that doesn't work for ages, and then go back to the thing that does work and score a touchdown. Like we've scored most what, of our points like passing the ball to Adam Feeney. Yeah, we've scored most <laughs> of our points this year on the drive immediately at the start of the game and immediately after the half because we. We do scripted drives very well, and then as soon as they go off script, they can't pick a play to save the lives. That'd added... like the Matt Nagy era best. Yeah, precisely. That <laughs> that feeling catch was ridiculous, by the way. You won't see a better catch all year. Catches. You might see a better catch this year. You might you you, might. Se- you certainly didn't see a better catch this week. Um Julio Jones had a great one. <laughs> the one where he uh, bounced off the D B. That one. Yeah, great adjustment. It was, yeah. But uh, the, the Thievens one was just, like, smooth. Yeah. Just so smooth. And, um yeah, to me, like... <sighs> remember at the start of the year when the Panthers and the Broncos were 3-0? and Yeah. And it was just, like... It was just, like... The Panthers, the last, like, four or five years, I've had a few ones where they get... They start off hot, and then they just collapse. And I just... Donald has really struggled without McCaffrey and, and the fact that McCaffrey has practiced like once and then went back on injured reserve is just it's just like negligent mismanagement at this point. Like what are they trying to achieve? Did did they did they try and bring him back too soon and he reaggravated it or I don't know. He's one of the league's best players, so it's a bit infuriating that he's constantly <laughs> got these injuries that they're like, Oh, it's not that big a deal and then next thing you know, he's missed eight games in a row with it. Hmm. Especially when it could make so much of a difference to that team. Exactly. The whole offense I mean, is built around him and has been for like four yeah. years. Like they struggle to move the ball. I think what they're learning is yards. that Arnold Donald, Darnold's not their sustainable solution for the future. Like I think they're gonna need to look this year or next year, free agency. I mean they could put together a decent offer to Aaron Rodgers even, I think, this offseason, but would they trade for I don't know, would they trade for Deshaun Watson? I wouldn't like to think that they would, but... I mean, there is... They're, they're an NFL team, so... How many opportunities There's do you not. get to uh, to draft a UNC QB as Carolina? That would be my question. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, Carolina, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about this game other than that, really. I've kind of said my piece on it. No, the Vikings to me are... The Vikings and the Ravens are two of the most entertaining teams in the league. Um... I really like watching them every week, and the like, the Vikings are always in fun ones, win or lose. Yeah, I mean... um, and I think it's, I think of three and three, they're still firmly in the playoff picture, because like, I think they, they have a lot of capability to get better just through, coaching and and. Do you, remember, do you remember? a few years ago when the mathematically eliminated, um, Carolina, sorry, Arizona Cardinals came out of nowhere and just like ruined teams' playoff hopes left, right, and center. <laughs> That's probably the Vikings' future this year. Like, we're probably on no, a late-season late tear. They're 3-3 three and three now. They're tied for second in the division, so... Mm. The, NF- the NFC is top-heavy. There's obviously the Cardinals, and then there's the Packers, the Cowboys, but, the Bucks. And then after that, to me, it's a, a bit of a free-fall for the remaining places. So. I think the Rams are the only other team that would lock into oh. getting a... Yeah, yeah, of course. But other than that, like oh yes, anyone's game. the Seahawks without Rust, the Niners, the Eagles, the Saints, the Eagles. Eagles. Exactly. I think the Vikings I would put at the, currently in the top seven teams in the NFC. So we'll mm-hmm. see. They have a, a habit of misfortune. Like <laughs> for, for any other team, you'd be like that sort of thing balances out through the yeah. rest of the year. But this is not any other team. <laughs> it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah,
0: it's astonishing that. Kind of our preseason, of our preseason kind of Super Bowl predictions. Edwards' pick of Vikings and Chiefs is <laughs> still lucky. more likely than Vine and Tom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, man, it is what it is. Right? Shall we? Um, shall we go on to the last game of the early window, the uh, London-bound Dolphins versus Jags? Yeah, we can go on to this. I think. Um... Matthew Wright, obviously the Lost His Show on Channel Five, got replaced with um, Jeremy Vine shows. <laughs> so he rocked up and he beat out Josh Lambo in a kicking contest. Then he kicked a fucking Roberto Carlos free kick type free kicking <laughs> uh, field goal in this one. It was ridiculous. It was like a yard. It was like a two or three yards outside of the right upright. It just like I think it was Greg Gumbel on the court. He was like, "Nope." And then it just came back <laughs> and it was like, oh <laughs> it wasn't. Obviously he, he, I think so. Um it was it it was it was ridiculous, but to me the story was just like Brian Flores lost the handle in this game. He lost two challenges on like back to back pretty bad challenge flag throws. They didn't really have much chance of being overturned, they obviously lost those timeouts. They didn't was, have they back didn't back have great play calls. Guys, I I have some breaking news about this game. Sorry to interrupt. Josh Lambeau has been released. Yeah. Well, it's not... Josh Lambeau didn't kick the field goal that ended a 20-game losing streak. (laughs) That's true, but he was the incumbent starter. (laughs) I mean, yeah, roll with Matt Wright. What's the worst that can happen? Um, Is coach of the year cursed? (laughs) Maybe. Is GM of the year cursed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's as cursed as Defense Against the Dark Arts. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like I don't want to say good on the Jags winning, but like I'm sure the players will be happy. Like yeah. the players themselves, please. while low in yeah. quality, deserve at least one win on the season, and it's against a hapless Miami side. The Dolphins are one and five. Some people were telling me they were a top 12 team in the preseason. I bloody thought it as well. Like, I don't understand people, what's gone wrong people, yeah. for, this, for this Dolphins team. But, like, for me, my main thought was, like, the Dolphins' defence is going to be good, and I don't like Tua. Tua came back and had a fairly solid showing in this game. It wasn't brilliant by any means, but it was, he was certainly an upgrade. Place. It was an upgrade on Brissett, like, in terms of being able to move the ball, but he never felt confident in him at all.
0: He's,
1: um, he's he's pigeon toing he's a he's wincing it a little bit and like relying on being like accurate to mask his the problems he has with his throwing motion if not for Mahomes, uh, he would have had the worst pick of the day he thought it was ghastly interceptions <laughs> yeah I mean, there's dolphin it's mirror time for the dolphins like what are they doing at one on five they they need to buck their id their their ideas up to be quite frank their lack of a running game as well is haunting them. Like with with all due respect to Miles Gaskin, like he's not a number one back. Like there are 40 running backs in the NFL that I could name better than Miles Gaskin, and that's a problem when he's your number one. And they've also been hit with injuries as well. Like they didn't have Um they didn't have Byron Jones or Xavier Howard in this game and they like, don't have Will Fuller. They didn't have Devontae Parker the first they pass, were relying left tackle is out. I can't remember his name. The, they were relying on them, um, the Bert alert himself, Albert Wilson, and like just some ham and Eggers. Mike Gasicki was involved, but I mean, Mike it's, it's a is dark. Decent, but yeah, it's it's not a, it's not a good. It's time a dark to a Dolphins, place to be a Dolphins fan yeah. as well. And there's a lot of Dolphins fans in the UK. They did not. They would not have enjoyed it themselves. Oh, a bit of um, breaking news for me. Uh, Actually, I'll I'll save it for later in the show, I'll save it for later in the show. Well, I'll just do a a side note about the London Games and then we can move on. Breaking news. So I've I've been to London Games and I've watched pretty much all of them that I haven't been to on TV. And I can honestly say that you know it's that party atmosphere and everyone's got different jerseys. I have never seen a Lions jersey and I've watched like seven or eight Mm. games. It's true. The other one I saw recently a Titans jersey, and I was like, right, okay, I've seen thirty-one of thirty-two. <laughs> so the next time you're a if you're a um, if you're a Lions fan and you're at a London game and you're in your, I don't know, someone good who's not on the team anymore jersey, <laughs> <laughs> send me a picture of yourself. Okay, let's let's move on now. Let's move on to the late window, which we can all agree was a class above. The superior window of games. Should we start Raiders Broncos? That seems like a good spot to start. Yeah, um are good on the Raiders. Good on the Raiders for winning this game because yeah, they've they've had a, obviously like the players will have had about as tight a week as you could have really. Um, and they played well. Like this game was not thirty four to twenty four close. They could have won by they could have won by thirty, I think, in this game. The Broncos were totally flat and. Max Crosby is continuing to have a barnstorming season, and at one point he absolutely ran over Teddy B in this game. Like, just went <laughs> right I, over him. I was about to say, he is the biggest breakout player of the year so far for me. Max Crosby, he just looks a different player. Oh, with... like outside of, outside of rookies? Outside of rookies, yeah, because you, you can't ever really say a rookie's a breakout because they've not had a chance to not play well before. But, like. I don't know. Max Max Crosby is as. Put together some very good performances in, in the past couple of years. that is true, and I won't deny it. But it's clear it's, how he's covered much... up a world of hurt with the Clee Feral pick because that was a horrific, <laughs> like as bad as they get. Draft mm-hmm. bust. It is, and um, it's it, uh, I mean, it's worth knowing that Ngakwe is on the other side, and he sort of finally got yes, a running mate. That is Like the, the amount of guys they've like high caliber guys they've had in, uh, in Oakland and Las Vegas so that haven't worked out. Like, Arden Key, I remember, was out of I think LSU. Who he came highly and He watched out as well. And and the Raiders are just like not great. Like Alex Leatherwood is tied for the most penalties in the league at the moment, um, which is not a great start. He has like seven or eight penalties just on him alone. And um, <laughs> I'm not sure after after this week, because I know Oliodo got five against the Panthers. So I know, I know that I'm not sure that start might be. Good lord. Five God. in a game? Yeah, holding. I think um, three holdings <laughs> and like two illegal block in the back. So, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I mean, I know the Panthers have a good rush of that sort. Um, and and Trayvon Murray got his first pick in this game. So uh, once again, maybe the latter round pick is covering up the sins of the early pick. I. Um, if to this day I don't understand why Drayvon Mayer did not go in the first round like in terms of pure talent he's probably a top 10 12 player in that whole draft like the thing. I mean I don't know I don't know what the Raiders are going to look like going forwards but I don't think they were necessarily the best environment for flourishing to flourish in until recently so yeah we'll we'll, we'll see how how they develop after um Gordon obviously leaving so yeah. Yeah, no, I tell you what, as well. Out of the years, I've not heard anything bad to say about Bisaccia. So maybe they've got the best guy in place. I'm not, to be fair, I've not heard anything good say about Bisaccia either. There was a bit. I remember there was a bit where he was on one of the hard knocks, and he came off quite well. Yeah, but I don't know. Gruden didn't come off too badly on the hard knocks himself. So we'll <laughs> see. Um, hard knocks. Email like... edition. <laughs> <laughs> The Broncos are similar to the Panthers, they're in quite significant trouble, but I, I, I have a little more sympathy for them just because the amount of injuries they've had has been pretty yeah. obscene. And, yeah. I but... mean,
0: looking at the the injury report for, like, Broncos-Browns coming up is ghastly.
1: Oh, no. Let's, let's stop. I mean, I, I like Teddy Two Gloves, right? I like I like Teddy Bridgewater, but the teams that the Broncos have beat have a combined record of three and fifteen. This, like, this is a very bad team, and injuries. <laughs> That's only half of the story, right? There's gotta yeah. be there's gotta be something wrong. They're in the Washington category of like I thought people were like this is a Super Bowl caliber defense, isn't like, Other than Von Miller, who's having actually a pretty good season. Certainly better than he has in the last couple of years. They ca- they just have no pass rush. Obviously Bradley Chubb being hurt doesn't help, but like they can't. And and when you give Derek Carr that much time, he is liable. Like I think you said in the chat, he is liable to hit a couple of beautiful ones, like absolute rainbows in a game. So when I mean, we did see that, we saw some really nice passes from Carr and. The, the Broncos just had no answer on offence until garbage time and they just spammed Cortland Sutton, which almost drove me mad on fantasy terms because he scored like 19... <laughs> Cortland Sutton had like 19 fantasy points in the fourth quarter alone in the, the <laughs> last 12 minutes when the Broncos were down by three touchdowns. I almost went mental, but... But I luckily I survived that, so... Uh, all in all, a good week for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right then, um... Cardinals, Browns, or Cowboys, Patriots, Sam.
0: <laughs> uh I'll take Card Browns.
1: Okay. Uh Cardinals the only unbeaten team in the NFL with a victory over the Browns, the score of which was thirty seven to fourteen. Thank you. This mm-hmm. was this was <sighs> I I I do not know what to think about this game. Like people have had their opinions on it, and I'm just like I Nick Chubb out injured, Kareem Hunt injured, Baker clearly not good. I mean, the Browns, is it 37% of the Browns roster is on IR right now? It was... um, I do well, have the injury report, not on IR. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I do
0: have the injury report here, if I could just do a brief reading. So this doesn't um, include the
1: players who are on IR?
0: Yeah, this is just, okay, all of these players did not practice. OBJ, Chubb, Jack Conklin, AJ Green, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, JOK, Malcolm Smith, JC Tretter, Dedrick Wills. And then just limited practice Jadavion Clowney, Malik Jackson, McKinley, and Joku, Mack Wilson.
1: And what was killer was like, obviously the Browns' identity is as a running team. So without Chubb there, I mean, people have given Kareem Hunt his flowers, but he's still not. A feature back in the way that Chubb is, no. and yeah, they showed that early on. And if not for that Baker Mayfield hail mary, which was a pretty well thrown hail mary, to be fair, like it's the most it, yards of no. a pass since the stat was tracked, I think. Something there since the next gen stats started tracking it, but without that hail mary, <laughs> the score in this game is thirty-seven to seven. Like yeah. the Cardinals just did whatever they wanted on offense and they got enough stops in defence, mostly thanks to... I honestly think the most impactful thing was that they didn't have Jedrick Wills and... Um, Jack Conklin. Conklin went out, here yeah, as well. So with that, Mayfield was getting clobbered, frankly, and he was rolling out of the pocket, and he was trying to hold on to the ball, and he fumbled twice, got picked off once or twice as well, and just like... He was... get. I mean, he, he already had the partially torn labour, it looks like he re-injured or aggravated that. It looked like a really painful fall that he had after getting hit by JJ Watt. Like they were just yeah. sorry, you know. They were just a really in a sorry state by the end of the game. Like they were just like they looked like the guy who come back from war and he's got like he's missing an arm and like he's got a big bandage on his head. And they didn't even win the war. Like they got it was just like he just felt sorry for the Browns who are a better team than their 3-3 three three record and their performance in this game would indicate but they've got a lot of concerns right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. J-O-K their... and Hardwick are headed to IR I think. Mm. It's crazy and we, we, on the flip side this Cardinals team the retired the retirement home that Arizona are building was I mean it's a powerful team. Um, they picked up Zach Ertz as well as if Calamari needed any more weapons. It's weird. how much help does Ant Man need? <laughs> <laughs> not from no. not from the tight end. I mean, this is a spread offense, right? What are they exactly? Yeah, do they, they, they don't. I think they probably. I don't know this numbers for sure, but I would imagine that they run without a tight end more than any other team in the league. Oh, hands down, ten percent more. But I, I mean, yeah, like. The the thing to me as well. Like James Connor had his best game of the season in this game. They were just able to run it with good consistency. So when if they can get that going, then it's like again to me like having a consistent run game sets up everything else you want to do as an offense, even in a pass heavy like air raid style offense. So the fact that they were able to get Connor going was a serious warning shot. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean, I did, did you guys kind of
0: I expected them to be kind of this productive on offense to a degree. But the defense has been fantastic. I mean, this is the thing. Obviously, the Browns offense was awful. Awful this game. But I mean, and when's when's Jones supposed to be coming back?
1: Chandler Jones. Did
0: he get COVID?
1: Yeah, yeah he's, he's on the COVID list, so hopefully next week. Yeah,
0: but like Marcus Golden had a great game.
1: For Marcus Golden's been there for so long.
0: Yeah, but uh, two sacks. I think um, who's the linebacker?
1: Isaiah Hicks. Simmons. Oh no, you mean Jordan Hicks? Yeah.
0: Yeah, he got two sacks. JJ Watt got one because you know you gotta you
1: gotta give JJ a sack. Yeah, to
0: fair, you, gotta give, was... you gotta give the big dog some beef.
1: <laughs> that was his first sack of the year, wasn't it? For JJ Watt, like he's not a sack machine. <laughs> which is he is he he's basically playing D de-tackle to like a two technique at this point. Like he's not... exactly that's not his role yeah. anymore. He's, he's really more of a run stuff. If anything, at this point, yeah, which he does really um... excels at. By the way, he's still very very good against right, the run. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like the the he's a run stopper because that's it where his strength is. But yeah, yeah. And I do wonder at this point again. It's well noted that my concerns of Kyler Murray and his durability, but I wonder like it, uh, with with the team you've got so many like older veterans like this. As the season goes on, are you going to get a bit more wear and tear? Like they play in Phoenix, so. <laughs> Like, they're not going to have to worry about, you know, the cold in causing, like, rheumatism for AJ Green or whatever, but, um, <laughs> you know, if they do have to travel, like, up north for a game in December, I wonder if they're yeah. going to be choirs. They, yeah, they might it, not travel well, I think that's fair to say, but... It's it's almost hard to imagine this team playing in, like, a snowy soldier field in December, isn't it? Like, it's, it's, totally... it's just so... It's I mean, just so... It's well. Yeah. Yes, it's I mean... not
0: like Minnesota where you have to move Adam Thielen's bed next to the radiator so he's not creaky <laughs> in
1: the morning. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't creaky when he made that catch, Sunshine. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I heard him, as he kneeled down to catch it, I definitely had him go like, Ooh! <laughs> 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 I, um, I will say this, actually, while we're on the subject of Minnesota. um, The Cardinals look a different team since they almost lost to Minnesota. Like they've turned it around and put like some incredible performances in well, since they had that scare. Right, they had that, that they had the close one against the Niners where the Niners could have won if they had Jimmy G. For a, a for a horrible a moment, I thought you said I thought you thought Jimmy Graham, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, Cowboys. Only one
0: man's talents can save us now.
1: <laughs> what a career walk-off touchdown for Jimmy Graham? <laughs> And it was a great one. It was. A great one. It was. <laughs> he should have had that MVP. It should have been him. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're in the home straight now, boys. Cowboys, Patriots. Game. Yeah, this game was. This game was real tasty. Well, the thing was, like, it it makes sense that the Cowboys won because the Cowboys were clearly the better team. Right, like there was a point where the like the Patriots, had scored fourteen points in seven, seven offensive plays or something preposterous like that. And uh, even towards the end of the game, they had like twenty-eight offensive plays. It was almost, it, it was hard to believe. But it was prime Belichick, yeah. In the end, it wasn't enough. <laughs> no, and sorry, Belichick. Sorry, go ahead. My point was going to be eminently less. Um, coherent than your point about Belichick in the can first. I was going to say, Belichick's starting to get on my nerves. He's He's been really conservative the last couple of weeks and in this game as well. Like They kneeled out the end of the game with like 30 seconds on the clock and they kneeled even the end of the first half, I believe. And they had like a minute, over a minute on the clock possibly. So, I don't know. They just don't trust Mac Jones like Tom Brady would. And you know that's fair to say, but at some point you you're gonna to have to start saying like we picked you at number ten or what was it, number fifteen? Number Fifteen, yeah. Because we because we <laughs> believe in you as a quarterback. We think that you can lead our offense, and you can't just keep holding his hand. Like maybe maybe they even want would have preferred to have him sit behind Cam Newton for a year, but come on, take take the governor off. You know, like I asked Sean Payton to take the governor off Jameis, and he delivered, Phil. <laughs> And Steve and Josh, if you're out there and you're listening, please, win or lose, you need to see if Mac Jones can do it, because he needs to be, you need to let him play in these situations, because otherwise he's never going to learn how to do it. Come on. Now, now for my point, which is, like I say, a lot less (laughs) valid than this. I think that Matt Judon is having an identity crisis. I thought you were going to say he's having a great season. <laughs> he is having a great season, but like, have you, I don't know. It's really weird because he's wearing these red sleeves, and it makes me look like it clearly makes him look like he wants to be wants people to know who he is on the broadcast. Like he's wearing number eight. He's wearing red sleeves. I don't know. I find it. I find it very off putting. So I'm like, oh, there's Matt Judon.
0: <laughs> that's that's literally no. my only
1: point. Like he. I mean, that's fair because. He's wearing number nine, actually, because he, he looks like a striker. It's J1 Bentley um, that's wearing number eight. That's what made me think. j Bentley had a brilliant play in this game as well, actually. He punched the ball out of Dak Prescott's hand on the goal line after yeah. the Cowboys really should have had a touchdown. They didn't challenge whatever. it was. Yeah, it was a touchdown on third, and then as Dak that the, early, the That pile. was the only thing that kept this game close, really. Like, yeah, The Cowboys had some failures in, in crucial situations, but they ended up managing to play a bit more consistently
0: what is... I mean, they, they tanked a bunch of third downs
1: yeah they they were really bad on third down which is weird because they're normally quite efficient through all phases of, of the offense so it was a bit of a surprise I think the Patriots were really geared up to getting them to third down but they they didn't it's very well, they, they really it? focused on the running on the Cowboys running game and like if you want to let the, like if you're like I'm willing to let Dak Prescott operate. I mean, he's he's firmly in the MVP conversation for me at this point. Like the Cowboys are certainly an yeah. NFC Championship caliber team to me, and yeah, like Dak is just playing quarterback about as well as anybody in the league at the moment. Like he's not going to do things that Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson can do, but like he, him, and Tom Brady are really at the pinnacle. Yeah. in terms of like pre snap reads, in terms of getting the ball out quickly, yeah, those two are in the league. Just. Just as
0: a passer, like yeah, ridiculous. like the, the you could you could say the same for like Dak and Brady. The the timing
1: of throws I've never seen better. Just connect, just connecting on, just having connections with his, his receivers. Like yeah, yeah. Is, I um, mean, the the last thing to say about this game, of course, is that Dak did leave with a little bit of an injury. Do we have any? any prognosis on Dak. He, whether he, he had did... an MRI, but there's not been any news. He was going to have an MRI on his calf, I think, but there's not been any news on it, I don't think. Which is weird, because you normally get a lot of news from the Cowboys on Dak's MRIs.
0: Yeah. so They're optimistic he won't miss any game action.
1: I mean, you know, they've got the bye coming up. Yeah, that's true. And he's not as reliant on his legs as he was when he first... He no. He's never really been reliant on his legs, but... He's much more of a pocket passer than he was when he came into the league, I think, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, we'll hit our penultimate game now. Uh, the Seahawks at Pittsburgh. Which was... You know like, Unaccountably a, a late window game. Yeah, well, the the accounting for it is that they can't flex games out of front, I That's true, but...
0: <laughs> and...
1: Still- um, If you thought about it at the start of the year, I can understand why they put him in, but yeah, oh, genie. It was 14 to nothing at half time. It looked like the Steelers were going to put away a bad team, but (sighs) no, they never do. (laughs) They never quite do. Um, Ben, as Tom put in our group chat, Ben's aged 12 years over half time and came out as 39 year old Ben again. Exactly. Like, I do think the Steelers' offense has shown. Signs of progress in the last two weeks against Denver and against Seattle, yeah, but yeah, yes. those aren't two great defenses. And yeah, I think we thought we all we I think we all thought the Steelers would win this just because they're a competent team and the Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, are not really a competent team. As funny as that is to say at this point, like they're just. I mean, they're also without Chris Carson. I saw. Yeah, uh, what? Wh- who was it? That said? <laughs> Who was it that said they're exactly like the um, Packers list? Sorry, Aaron Rodgers list Packers. Is realize... yeah, that's that's a, I've been pounding that beat all season, like and last season as well. Like they're just so over reliant on Russell Wilson coming up with with magic, and when they've got Gino in there, they kind of look a bit like the Deshaun Kaiser or the um, whoever that other bloke was <laughs> Brett Hundley. <laughs> Brett Hundley as the dude, <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser or Brett Hundley Packers. They they just listless like. The same defensive problems plaguing them, the same lack of running game. Yeah, like it's just like Geno Smith is a veteran, which he has played better than Brandley and and Deshaun Kaiser played. But good God, they're so tepid, and uninspired. Mm-hmm. It's killing me. It's and the even the good players like DK Metcalf. Um, Almost blew the game, which again the Seahawks really had no right to be in. Like, with that fumble, which, well, first of all, he fumbled it on like the last throw of the game, so he put the ball at danger. They recovered it and they almost ran out of time to get the the spike off. Like, I don't know what he was doing. And then he also got like the most comprehensive dressing down on Twitter from Shannon Sharp. Which is <laughs> really. Yes, I, I, don't I know if you I, saw this. I read that. I read his U turn when he realized who Shannon Sharp was. Yeah, Shannon, Shannon Sharp was like, well, uh, what's he doing? And DK Metcalf was like, stop questioning me, little boy. And Shannon Sharp says, nothing to question. That was dumbass play and your pride won't let you admit. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Pray. Enjoy the rest of your day. God. He just got sat down. <laughs> like, ah. And uh, yeah, DK's got a bit of maturing to do. But I think if you look at his, like, 2 tone blue and pink hair and his, like, pacifier <laughs> that he wears in the game. <laughs> like, uh, I think we know that DK might not be the most mature receiver. Plenty of time in his career left to grow up. But... Yeah. Yeah, Got but the Seahawks are cut adrift now. The Seahawks are just, um... What was the name of that famous ship that they just found floating and mm. like, all the meals were still on the table but all the crew were gone? I know the one you mean. Black girl. No, <laughs> <laughs> the Lusitania. No, 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 no. Uh, what's the most famous ghost ship of all time? Come on, the Mary Celeste. I must do more reading on ghost ships. I realise. Right, well, look mm. up the, Marie, the Mary Celeste and draw comparisons. Of the I will. I... Man, ghost ships are fascinating. How have I never thought of, to just research ghost ships before? I've lived a sheltered life.
0: Uh, the Mary Celeste is also the name for a kind of play on the Mary Rose, but it's actually just French vinaigrette.
1: With uh, oh, yeah. enough talk about you and dressings, I was actually raised on a ghost ship. <laughs> right.
0: Now, does this mean that you yourself are a ghost, or were you constricted into service by some kind of ghostly pact?
1: Hey, if you were raised on a ghost ship, you would know. I've never really questioned it myself. <laughs> I'm saying I'm the Seahawks, 2021, the lights are on, but nobody's home.
0: I'm, I'm trying to find out about your ghost ship lived experience.
1: You'll have to talk to my therapist, I'll send you the email. She's a ghost as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in okay. here. <laughs> Gmail. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, dear. Right then. Um, We're at the end, guys. We're at the end of a thrilling week of football. And although my tone doesn't suggest it... This one it's... actually was thrilling. It was. It genuinely was. Just
0: before, Just before we quack on, just in case anyone isn't aware uh, Daryl Taylor who got took off the Z-hawks and like in a neck brace went straight to the hospital no neck injury
1: might even play next week that's incredible pretty good also the, the breaking news that I had that I said I was going to save I realised that we'd actually already talked about the team Ronnie Stanley's had a season ending ankle surgery he's gone on on IR but he's done Ronnie Ronald um so let me set the table for the listeners here um it was my week to play so, uh, my week's play against Tom in fantasy this week um i was <laughs> <laughs> i was down i was down quite handily with um two players left but those two players turned out to be Stefan Diggs and Derrick Henry um derrick henry 143 yards for three three touchdowns on twenty carries, was it? Yeah, he just he he entered he entered the MVP race last night. To me, I think he was already there, but I think he cemented his status. And mo- one of my uh, preseason predictions was that Derek Henry would win MVP, but but like, he is just like I don't know how like all of the conventional wisdom for the last few years has been oh, oh running backs. You can't pay them. You can't overwork them. They peak at twenty-three years old. But Derrick Henry is just like like you. How Forget about Barry it. Uh, did he- Is it twenty-fifteen he came into the league? Because he came in the year ahead of the like full running back class, didn't he? So, He's Derrick Henry is twenty-seven and he will turn twenty-eight before the season ends. Wow. So and he is. Like 400 touches a game. Like Derrick Henry is the best running back we've seen since Adrian Peterson, like for sure. And when all said and done, you could very much make the case that Derrick Henry might have been better than Adrian Peterson. Like I, 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 I mean, when all is said and done, Ed, I, seeing, yeah, takes, I, but... would,
0: I would wholeheartedly agree with that, but only because I've never seen a single snap from Adrian Peterson that was not played for the Lions.
1: <laughs> well so, well I mean first of all that's that's your homework. That, yeah. <laughs> when you're using that yardstick, yeah, that's fine. No, but Derrick Henry is physically dominant in a way that Adrian Peterson wasn't quite as I mean, Adrian I'm not gonna say Adrian Peterson wasn't physically dominant, but Derrick Henry's on another level. I don't think that's a controversial take no No, right? no, no. He's a tight end and a running He body. Less- let's be real I mean and then some like he's a go- he's a gorilla in a running body. <laughs> uh, there was a play in this game where Derek Henry gets to the second level and Micah Hyde is just stood there <laughs> and he's looking at Derek Henry coming down the barrel and I was like if that was me I'd probably call the police call my mom lie down on the floor <laughs> and start crying before <laughs> and gets there yeah Derek Henry like Micah Hyde he absolutely crunched he runs over Micah Hyde but yeah, you don't yeah. tackle Derrick Henry he runs over you and he might fall down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He, he, I think the only thing about Derek Henry is sometimes as well, he develops so much momentum in the backfield. Like, he might not be the fastest runner, but he, he hits the hole sometimes and you're like, fucking hell, that guy is running quickly to say how big he is. I don't... I can't think of a player that I've seen who's... He looks like... I don't know, like... Maybe like oh yeah, might have to go back to this, like Earl Campbell and people like that to think of someone who looked quite. And back then, they were wearing those enormous shoulder pads. Derrick Henry has them built in. <laughs> so there, I've I've often said this, but the reason why Derrick Henry doesn't look absolutely enormous compared to his QB is that Ryan Tannehill is six foot seven, but exactly. Derrick Henry is six. Imagine if Derrick Henry was on the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what I'm saying, right? Cause is Derrick, is he six five or six four, Derrick Henry? Like, this is a man who the average running back is 5'11". <laughs> like, this is a man who could, like, put rest his chin on most of his, sort of, colleagues at this point. Most of his contemporaries. Eric Henry is 6'3", 247 pounds. Which that's are a good... statistics that you would expect an outside linebacker to have. Yeah. A defensive end, even. Like, a, a th- like a, in a 4'3", that's a defensive end. Yeah. And I
0: mean, I get that it's kind of the whole point and why we even started discussing it, but I just I cannot fathom how someone that big that runs
1: that hard. He runs like Brian McFadden, Oklahoma. Or, it, was it Oklahoma? I can't Arkansas. Like for,
0: for any like running back to have this kind of longevity, but for for a guy that big, it's like astonishing.
1: Mhm. Yeah, across he's got 930 scrimmage yards across 6 games. <laughs> he was... <laughs> he's averaging 150 scrimmage yards a game. Like oh my God. when you well, and, is, and then, then some. You, Can you do something before first ballot hall of fame? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the problem is, I mean, CJ two K was a Titan, so he might not even be the best Titans running back of all time. No, he's better than he's <laughs> Yeah, better no, than I'm, CJ2K. Just I'm just Handily playing with it. Handily better than CJ Two K. Sam, have you seen any CJ two K tape?
0: Uh I have no idea who you're talking about.
1: So it goes Chris Johnson, then away up Adrian Peterson and Derrick Henry. Okay. Honestly, like I I, I Honestly, watching old running back tape is genuinely something I do to relax. Yeah, like watching Mike old Mike Allstott tape. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones, the, the Barry Sanders. I, I said Brian McFadden. I meant Darren McFadden. <laughs> <laughs> Brian McFadden Westlife is that Brian? Yeah. McFadden? <laughs> <laughs> Darren McFadden was the, he was a <clears throat> cowboy. He 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 was played for the Arkansas Razorbacks, and I think he played for the Cowboys and I don't know maybe the Raiders, but. Yeah, his his tape like he he runs like so hard at Arkansas. Derek Henry runs that hard, but he's like twice the size. Okay, should we talk about the Bills at all? Um, the Bills are still really good, but just weren't able yeah. to win this game. Like
0: that. Well, it was that. It was that one fourth and one
1: play. People will say like that was it. They should have kicked the field goal and just taking the points, but no. I still think it was the right decision. Yeah, yeah. like absolutely. Like you don't want you know well, sure to. You don't want to give the ball in overtime. Then. You can't give the ball to Derek Henry in overtime. We've no. seen what happens. You can't. And you, you. I mean, even if even if taking that out of the equation, you have Josh Allen, you have Stephon Diggs. You know, Josh Allen has converted the most quarterback sneaks in the league since he yeah. came into the league. Yeah. I I can't think of any other like
0: offense that I would. Trust more to convert a fourth and one in that area of the field. No, like you, and he just maybe slid. the Titans.
1: That's it. Yeah, maybe the Titans. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that's
1: fair. Just, who knows Jones got hurt in this game as well. AJ Brown was back after being ill in the week, but I don't think he looked quite. He had what we come to expect. He had food poisoning from Chipotle, apparently. AJ Brown is that true? Yeah, Chipotle. Yeah, well, um, one of the things that um. Derek, I was watching Derrick Henry's press conference because I had nothing to do at work. And um, they asked him um, whether well, sorry, like whether they'd given A.J. Brown like a, a wide berth. And then Derrick Henry just said, no, but we've given him plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, like if you're an NFL footballer, and um, I'm not bashing, Chipotle is, is great for you all right, but if you're an NFL footballer... You know, like scum yeah, you, like us, a different story. But you can't it, be putting that into your body. You got, you have simply got to get someone to make you real food. <laughs> <laughs> but in a way, I kind of respect it. You know, like you, maybe, maybe he was like, you know, what, I've actually been conditioning for a whole year. It's been a bit of a rough start to the season. I could do a, the, the sun setting earlier. I could do some comfort food, maybe some Chipotle. Never again. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I don't think the the problem is right. If you live in Nashville, you're constantly eating Nashville hot chicken, so you constantly have this. <laughs> so, like to, to to go beyond that, I dread to imagine. It must have been grisly scenes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, when
0: that's the diet that that your body maintains itself on.
1: To... Nashville hot chicken, and if you if you want if you want veg, you have to eat more of the little pickles they give you on the side. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, more honestly, being healthy in Nashville when you
1: prayer. when you turn down the Wonder Bread. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, I mean, it's
0: it's a it's the bare minimum. Like, if it doesn't have to be to put if a if an NFL athlete that is not a kicker, I'd like to make that distinction. Yeah, for an NFL athlete that is not a kicker, ever wraps their like greasy moor around like a, a wrap Supreme or something. Should be immediately
1: ejected from the league. You think <laughs> NFL players have greasy mores? I think they're quite well maintained. If I'm honest, greasy more. Who uh, who in the NFL has the greasiest mole? Not including it was not Gruden. including John Gruden. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we both went there. That was the punchline to my joke. It would have it would have it to be a defensive lineman. Line. It would have to be a defensive. Is it Damakong Su? It might be in Damakong Su. He may be a. Mm. JJ, what? I've eaten burritos bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right uh. then. I'm going to call it a day because I'm Jones in for some tiger and curry. It's been an absolute fucking blast to talk to you guys today.
0: I could go for a burrito actually myself. Uh, yeah, I'm really jonesing in
1: for one.
0: I had a great burrito
1: on Saturday. Did you go um, street food? Yeah, I went to street food, chat. Do you Max? um, Do you know who MC Devo is?
0: Mm, It rings a bell. He's a a kind of he's a a a rapper kind of.
1: Is he like the Shepherd equivalent of DJ Bad Boy from Scotland?
0: Uh, kind of, but
1: uh, well, he's from Doncaster, Warren. Sorry, Devo is a fucking Donny soldier. Uh, Okay, yeah, he is. He is like the (laughs) Donny equivalent of DJ Bad Boy. Yeah, basically the whole story is that me and Sam's band once played a gig opening for MC Devo, a comedy act, I'd just like to <laughs> reassure the listeners, and um, Sam got a temporary tattoo of I Heart Burritos on his forehead for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have an allergic reaction to it, and he left like a I Heart burrito <laughs> rash? <laughs> <laughs> no, but didn't he look at you and just go, you're a bit of a prick, aren't you? <laughs>
0: um <laughs> were words to that
1: effect. (laughs) No lies detected. (laughs) Which NFL player is most likely fed up with an I Heart Burritos" temporary tattoo on their forehead? Uh, Uh, It's got to be like an offensive lineman. Hill. (laughs) Uh, I was thinking Luan. Yeah, I don't know, because the thing about Taylor Luan is based based on the things you hear about Taylor Luan, I'm not sure he eats foreign food. <laughs> look at you! you look look at that Joker
0: tattoo. One time, <laughs> and that's that's the man with a an I heart burritos aura about him.